0: Science with Dara. Science of
1: Dara. Uh, Dara, I have such a good question for you this week. Uh, I'm super excited. Um, it's something I've always wondered about. I don't think it's something that a lot of people wonder about. I'm not sure why I care so much about it, but it's just, it's something I care about. I have no idea if you will know the answer to this because you do not work with animals on a day-to-day basis. I'm not really sure how this relates to your science field at all, in fact. Not a zoologist. Um, okay, I'll just jump right into it. So, Dara... How do deep-sea fish or deep-sea creatures survive under such enormous pressure? So creatures that live close to the bottom of the ocean or in the bottom of the ocean in areas that are, like, so deep that I don't actually know how deep they are. They've made documentaries about this kind of stuff, but we don't even have, a like, camera equipment sometimes that can go that deep and, like, Mm -hmm. film this kind of stuff because the pressure is so intense.
0: But things live down there. But things
1: live down there. Humans can't dive down there. Obviously, we're limited by, you know, our physical structure, but... Yeah. How do they not die under all that pressure?
0: Okay. I have no idea, but (laughs) (laughs) let's break this question down. Yeah. Okay, so it sounds like you know how pressure works. So what do we think is happening when um, a human dives underwater so deep sea diving.
1: Yeah, so I've tried scuba diving. Mm-hmm. I can only speak from personal experience. Yeah. I've tried scuba diving and I've tried planes. Obviously, I've flown in planes. Those are my two experiences experiences with changes in pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, planes are fine. The cabin controls that for you, so you don't have to worry too much about extreme changes in pressure. Mm-hmm. You do have the popping of the ears, um, but that's for me, that's pretty much it. I don't like... There's nothing else to it, really. Uh, when I was scuba diving, though, I've only been one time. I'll never go again. And Oh, it was
0: bad. Uh, oh, awful.
1: Awful. I know a lot of people love it, and it's. I'm sure there are beautiful things to see down there, and I know a lot of people are, like, you know, super into it. I wish I was, because I feel like it suits my personality to be, like, really into exploring places and, like, all that stuff. Unrelated note, I'm not a huge fan of water. I do not like to be in water. I really? Do not, I do not like to be under the water. I am terrified of drowning. Do you drowning. Like swimming? I, I like to swim when it serves a purpose. So like I enjoy wakeboarding. I don't mind like, I don't even really like tubing behind boats because when you fall off, sometimes I breathe at the wrong time and then I choke. And when I'm choking, I panic. Like I do not like to not be able to breathe at all. And I mean, anyone would feel that way, I'm sure. But I've, I've like, fallen out of tubes before when I was doing it at the cottage, and I'll accidentally, like, breathe and inhale water, and then you come, and I'll come up and be, like, that sputtering, and that, you get that tightness because you can't get water, or you can't get air down past the water, yeah. and you, like, I freak, I hate it.
0: Wait, we're gonna tangent really quickly here because this is really interesting to me. <laughs> I feel like you are the first white person who grew okay. up near cottages, like, cottaging in the summer, mm. that doesn't like Necessarily, or feel comfortable around the water.
1: Okay, that's not true. That's, okay. okay, I'm 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 explaining this wrong. I'm fine around water. I can swim. I've done triathlons. Like I'm right. fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fine. Water is is totally manageable. Like, I'm a how good does swimmer. This work I have a with like a, my
0: image of you. No, I have like
1: my bronze cross swimming. Like I'm that's fine. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. Okay, I'm not explaining this well. I do not like to be. I do not like to lose control. When I'm at the surface of that the water, yeah, I have control of it. I mm-hmm. can get in or out. I can usually I'm not going to swallow enough water that I'm going to drown. But I do not like to like I struggled with even surfing because the undertow freaks me out a little bit because mm-hmm. I can't control that. Um I didn't mind the shallow surfing because you know it's fine, there's no pull, but I don't think I could ever do the deep water stuff. Um and the thing I hated about scuba diving was that You know, one of so I felt a bit bit sick from the boat. I'm also not great with that water motion. Oh, in the Um, same way. Yeah, so I didn't. I didn't like that part of it, and so getting out there made me feel a bit sick. I tried the first dive though, and the pressure was unfortunate. It was very painful for me. So, what did it feel like? It feel it feels like my brain is imploding a little Mm. bit. It like push. It's like your ears. It's it's
0: literally. Pushing, pushing you
1: in. It's squishing. You. It's squishing you. Yeah, I yeah. felt squished. My body was fine, but like my ears were you have to constantly blow like blow and and get the pressure out. And uh it made my mask feel really tight. It like it just hurt. I generally mm-hmm. was not comfortable. Um but also I was not comfortable for all those other reasons. Like when you go down in scuba diving and you and you reach like the you have to like go level by level. And when we reached the point where we were like, Okay, we're not going any deeper, you can just like go swim around. Um, I'm swimming around and I'm like, well, what if I want to go up? You can't. You can't just be like, I'm not feeling good. I want to surface. You have to like level, level. And even with this, because we were beginners and we were with a group, you had to go like find the guide and then he would bring you back up. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not something you can just like escape from, I guess. So I don't like the trapped, like you're trapped under there. Right. I was like, this is awful. I hate it. I hated it. I hate every second of it.
0: So I never will do it again. (laughs) I feel like you have to be really zen to scuba dive because you're carrying a lot of weight, you're locked in, like, your face, your breathing apparatus, yeah, everything, and then, yeah, exactly, you have to, like, you're in a situation where you have to be methodical, you have to do things slowly, and yeah. you can't freak out Yeah, doing any of those steps.
1: Yeah. I don't think I, like, I didn't freak out, it was fine, but I did...
0: You could like like imagine how one could freak out. Yes, one
1: hundred percent was like, I can see how this makes people uncomfortable. But I've had, you know, I've had MRIs done, I've had CAT scans, I've had a bunch of that kind of work done. So
0: small spaces, okay.
1: Okay, yeah. Like I, I don't love them. Like I don't think anyone Mm -hmm. does. But I wasn't like, oh god, get me out of here. I'm totally fine, chill, fine. It's, it's the water aspect because I'm not gonna drown in a, in a CT scan. I can just Mm -hmm, be like, can I come mm -hmm. out now? And they'll just pull me out. But you can drown. You can. You can die. Like, it's, the, the, like, it's like a solid fear. But even, like, I went skydiving. I know you can die skydiving. I didn't feel any fear mm-hmm. when I was skydiving.
0: Okay, so let's take a stab at that. Yeah, so let's just, some pressure. We know what pressure what does, is. does, how does pressure affect us? And how do fish live at the bottom of the ocean when... The pressure is When our super strong submarine structures can't... For a long time, that was, like, technology that we had to develop to get down there. Yeah. But there were, like, physical live organisms that were just, like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, like, I'm good down here. I'm <laughs> good down here. So. I mean, evolution. I want to guess that it's, like, maybe something to do with your inner ear, but also probably more likely to do with your sinuses. Um, because, yeah, when you're in the plane, um, you feel pressure changes and you get that feeling in your ear where it's, like, you want to pop your ears. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that is similar to, like, how um, – that inner ear senses like balance and equilibrium that has something to do with pressure. Um, but I wonder if it's more like those cavities that are in our, is in our face where our sinuses live. So if you've ever had a really bad cold, like a sinus cold mm-hmm. and you've gotten into an airplane and the pressure is unbelievable and you get like a headache and it feels so painful and yeah. it's really bad.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, those are like pockets, um, that regulate or are sensitive to those pressure changes. So I'm wondering if those structurally, (laughs) those things are important. I wonder if like that has something to do with it. So the ability to change your pressure relative. So also when we feel pressure, right, it's because there's a relative difference Mm -hmm. to the pressure at which you are at and the pressure at which your environment is at. And when you are um, at the same pressure to your outside environment, you're fine. Hmm. Right. Or if you're at the same. Yeah. So whether that's like in a contained, totally sealed airplane cabin, you know, you're at the same pressure as the cabin. Right. Then you're okay. Yeah. Although you can sense those differences in pressure, which is like totally different than to your outside. Or I think you have somehow equilibrated to cabin you to a cabin to outside maybe, so I'm gonna guess that those fish are full of like sinus chambers maybe, where they can change the pressure or regulate it such that when they're up here higher or at lower um, elevations, do
1: you the think opposite it's opposite
0: of an elevation do, undersea? Do you think it's possible they just don't have chambers at all? Like perhaps they've just or evolved the negative chambers.
1: Yeah, evolved not to have chambers. Maybe like, I don't know. Do fish like? This seems like a weird question, but to me, every species eats or consumes, so Mm -hmm. every species, therefore, has to expel. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, even, like, I don't know, do they have, like, bladder? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, they... So, I would imagine, as far as something... So, something I do know about deep-sea creatures is that they're usually, not always, but usually quite small. Um, So, maybe that's because they're smaller, they don't have... Like they can handle more pressure. I'm not sure. But I think
0: there's also really big creatures. Yeah, like squid from prehistoric. Yeah, and those are deep sea squid, giant squid. Yeah, they don't exist anymore, though, right? Um, I think they do find giant squid. We don't think they exist because um, they could be so rare, and also because they live so deep. Yeah, we can't get down there. Because we haven't been down there. Also, um, the oceans globally are so big like the amount in which we've been able to explore and catalog mm. everything mm. um in the oceans and seas around us is on order like how much we know about the universe and all the stars and what lives on all those planets and yeah. things like that yeah, yeah, yeah it's like equally as mysterious what's down there and how things down there work um so there and the reason that i think there are still huge things down there is because there are large prehistoric things that like surface sometimes when they die yeah and then they're just like holy crap yeah we didn't know this still existed or we didn't know this existed period um but it like came up from like the depths of the ocean which i guess so on a kind of unrelated note but
1: a lot of times when things go like lost at sea like mm. boats or people it's for like, sure well why can't you find them well right <laughs> and how we've
0: like um uh, crafted all these conspiracy theories yes. around it too of yeah. being like we don't know what's out there. Like, lost at sea yeah. means, like, you know, the Bermuda Triangle, yeah, like yeah, aliens, yeah. like yeah, things yeah. like that. It was just like, well, I mean, it's super big out there and super deep, and we haven't been able to access tons of it. So, yeah. And how could we, like, no, yeah, to comprehensively cover, like,
1: I mean, there's the. Oceans cover more surface area of the earth than land. Yes. And we have not explored all of land, in fact. Right. And we're still finding things all the time. Like, actually, something that I found really interesting in a a book I'm currently reading um, was it it talks about, like, new sort of anthropological um, things that are being discovered. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I wonder like, is there anywhere else to explore? Like how is there more that we haven't found? And there's so there's much so that much. we have. Like don't just go and dig, or like you don't just go and look in one spot in the ocean and find the thing you're looking for. Like, yeah.
0: As it's... much as I love space um and aerospace and all of that science, there is so much on Earth, like on land and in the oceans that are equally unknown yeah. and left to explore, which is really cool, which is also like a very um, accessible entry point for young children to get into science because it's like, you know, it's your your own backyard yeah. kind of feeling. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people start in the natural sciences. You know, thinking about like ooh, could I be a zoologist would it be really cool to be a field scientist and like live in the jungle or like trek through the desert and things like that
1: yeah I think if you're like a 10 year old going to a museum you're not necessarily saying I'm gonna be a molecular biologist but you're probably more likely saying I want to be an oceanographer or like a a zoologist yeah Mm -hmm. I mean animals are pretty enticing I'm gonna be honest um it makes me want to watch uh like, yeah, Blue Planet or yeah, any of those. But also, like, I feel like the probably I don't know if this is true, but when you think about museums, like the Museum of Natural History, whether it's the New York one or the one in Washington, like they're often the most visited. They're mm-hmm. the ones that, like, we interact with most because we interact with the world in those ways the most. So, right. We can see ourselves in it. Yes, yeah. Like, oh, that's a bat that I might see out in the world. So it's cool to walk through the bat cave at the the you know mm-hmm. the ROM, which you haven't done yet, but we're going to take you to Someday. do. Someday. Someday. Someday ROM. Um, yeah, so that was my, my question is just, like, how do you think that they survive? And also, I guess, like, overall, we can speculate. <laughs> I can even speculate, but I...
0: Oh, I'm, like, 50-50... Betting that I'm 100 percent wrong.
1: No, I think you said. Sound, it sounds accurate to me. <laughs> this is similar to when we talked about the the flying over the North Pole. It's like I feel like we're on the track. We're on. We're on track. We're you know?
0: like it's not too cold, but maybe it's too far from anything to land in an emergency. <laughs> <situation>. Yeah, that <laughs>
1: had nothing to do with distances. Um. <laughs> so yeah, that was my that was my question. I was just curious if. Uh, you know, if we had answers for that. But I'm also fairly certain that there are answers we still just don't know because we don't explore those areas. What's the deepest part of the ocean?
0: I'm going to guess that it's the Mariana's Trench. That's what I was going to think. Yeah. Yeah. Why did that?
1: Mariana
0: Trench? Which one's the band?
1: Mariana's Trench. So it's the Mariana Trench.
0: (laughs) Or are they actually named for the the trench?
1: Why did they name themselves that? Why does
0: any band name anything?
1: I feel like they have a reason, though. They're one of those bands where they're like, we have this secret, super, super, super secret reason and we're never going to tell anyone. I it's like PPF, don't think that. And they don't want to tell anyone why their name is PPF.
0: It's usually just like two words, certain number of syllables, sounds <sighs> mm. vaguely catchy. Is that why a lot of bands use, like, atomic and things like yes. that? Yeah. Um, my, I asked my um, someone in my cohort who is in a band that is, they kind of started this year, last year, um, and they've been, like, gaining a lot more, um, momentum, and they're called Phantom Atlantic, and I was just like, why did you pick that name? He was just like, we just put a bunch of two words together, yeah. and, like, saw what sounded cool. Yeah, basically.
1: Yeah, like, when I think of band names, I think of things like Sonic Boom, or, like, it's just, like, exactly. yeah, words that just sound okay when yeah. you smush them. hmm Yeah. Smush. Okay. Well, thanks, Dara. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for the lesson. You're welcome.
0: You can find us many places on the internet at our website, semiprotoronto.com, on Facebook at semipronto, on Twitter at semiprotoronto, and you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are found.